means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the October 10th edition of the sunny side of sports and let's give a sunny side of sports salute to my friend and colleague action jackson vungani who hosted the show last week i sampled some of jackson's programs and i found them to be spicy special and oh so sporty the countdown continues for the fifa world cup football tournament in qatar We're now 41 days away to the International Football Fiesta, which will be held for the first time in the Middle East. Africa will be represented by five teams in Qatar, Cameroon, Ghana, Morocco, Senegal, and Tunisia. The indomitable Lions of Cameroon are in Group G, along with Serbia, Switzerland, and five-time world champion Brazil. Cameroon will kick off its World Cup campaign on November 24th when it plays Switzerland. The Black Stars of Ghana are in Group H, along with Portugal, Uruguay and South Korea. Ghana also begins World Cup play on November 24th when it plays Portugal. The Atlas Lions of Morocco are in Group F in Qatar, along with Belgium, Canada, and Croatia. The Moroccans will meet the Croatians on November 23rd in their opening World Cup match. The Lions of Taranga of Senegal, the reigning African champions, are in Group A, along with Ecuador, the Netherlands, and host Qatar. Senegal will go against the Netherlands on November 21st in its opening match. And the Carthage Eagles of Tunisia are in Group D, along with Australia, Denmark, and defending World Cup champion France. The Tunisians kick off their World Cup campaign November 22nd when they play Denmark. Now, if we take a look at the African teams and their history at the World Cup, Cameroon, Senegal, and Ghana are the only ones to reach the quarterfinals. Cameroon did it at Italy 1990. Senegal advanced to the quarterfinals at Japan, South Korea 2002. And Ghana made it to the final eight at South Africa 2010. Ghana also advanced to the round of 16 in 2006 before losing to Brazil 3-0. Yawafusu Larbi caught up with a former Black Stars player who scored a goal at that 2006 World Cup in Germany. Sporty greetings, Yao! Sporty greetings, Sonny. Haminu Dramani's story as a footballer is hinged in many ways on one goal. His goal at the World Cup in 2006 against the United States of America. Voice of America! Wayne has lost out here. It's Dramani! After this goal, his stock shot up to supreme heights. He had been playing in Ghana before he made the team to play at the World Cup in Germany that year. Dramani says that goal will always be his crowning moment 
at the World Cup. Of course, Ghana against USA, you know. I remember right after the game, Isil was telling me, hey, you know, this is your goal. <laughs> it's going to be there forever, you know. So I remember all those things. It was amazing. I remember very well, like, I think there was a one-on-one -on -one moment and um, I decided to take a risk. But then I had Steven and I think other guys around me, which I was supposed to release the ball for them, but through the rigs, but I couldn't, I lose the ball, but come on. I went back to the ball again to make sure I intercept the ball that I lose. One thing the World Cup does is to intrigue players and fans alike. In Germany's case, he felt both emotions, claiming that the first time was a surreal experience. <laughs> I remember when we first uh, arrived at the stadium when we play our first game. When I feel the grass itself, I was like, wow. So I'm, I really, I'm really going to play on this field. But then, come on, it was a great feeling to see myself playing the World Cup. World Cup means a lot. It means a lot to me. Not just me alone. Like every footballer's dream to play, to be in the World Cup. Understand? So it's a, it's a big opportunity for every player to see himself playing the World Cup. Now retired. Germany runs a small business in Accra, Ghana's capital, with over 40 employees. He hopes that Ghana can lift the World Cup one day and in his lifetime. But he wants the Black Stars to be at their utmost best at the tournament in Qatar. I believe in any player that they, that is selected today, how they call it, to the World Cup, which I think Ghana, Ghana, Ghana is going to do well. That's how I see it. Ghana has a pool of talented players many of whom play top-flight football in Europe and the Americas. Germany says young players must focus on their careers, persevere and be great at the sports with an utmost love for their country. Well, yeah, for the young and upcoming players, I, my advice is for them to focus on making the name here in the local before thinking of going outside. With that, it helps you to boost your confidence and all that. You'll be respected and all that. For the sunny side of sports, this is Yao Fusulabi in Accra. Thanks, Yao. From Accra, let's go to Lusaka, where Zambian football officials are looking ahead to the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup football tournament to be held in Australia and New Zealand. The Copper Queens of Zambia will be joined by three more African teams, the Super Falcons of Nigeria, the Atlas Lionesses of Morocco, and reigning African champion Banyana Banyana of South Africa at the Women's World Cup. To find out more about Zambia's preparations, Iron Mike Mbonye called Lusaka, where he reached the president of the Football Association of Zambia, Andrew Kamanga. Regarding the preparations for the Copa Queens for the upcoming World Cup, as far as we've taken steps to ensure that we prepare the team adequately, our target is obviously to get the team ready to be able to compete against the best in the world. But uh, most importantly, we are looking to strengthen the technical bench as well as uh, uh, pick the best team uh, which will go and uh, compete uh, favorably. So from where we stand, there are a number of uh, measures we are taking by uh, increasing the technical bench. We will also 
increase the level of competition and ultimately we hope that uh, we'll give the team enough games in terms of uh, preparations we are looking at um, playing a couple of uh, friendlies we also are looking for an intensive uh, camping in europe uh, in the course of uh, the coming year copper queens won the kusafa women's football championship for the first time do you have plans to build on the team or make changes before the world cup yes as i stated earlier part of the preparations for the world cup the copper queens were involved in uh, the kosafa tournament and we are happy that uh, they came out uh, tops they won the cup and uh, that also acted as a prelude to the preparations we were supposed to be playing holland in netherlands but unfortunately the game had to be postponed due to some uh, challenges we encountered in uh, securing visas but uh, next month we've already organized a friendly we are going to asia for a three nation tournament to play two teams which have already qualified to the women's uh, tournament uh, next year in addition we are also looking at uh, ensuring that uh, we do give the team adequate preparations so the draws will be on the 22nd of october in new zealand once we have a clear picture of the draws it will give us an idea of which teams we can target for the friendlies otherwise we are very consistent with our preparations is the football association of zambia planning to look inwards for players in the home league or rely on foreign-based players for the FIFA Women's World Cup scheduled for Australia and New Zealand next year. With regard to the players who are likely to be likely to be considered for the upcoming uh, World Cup uh, tournament, yes, we will look uh, inward. As you would expect, we do have uh, a very good uh, under-17 team, under-20 team. We also have a very good uh, senior team. But uh, at the end of the day, all the players will be allowed to compete for a place to go and represent the country. Most importantly, we also have uh, players who are uh, uh, playing their, their game in uh, Europe, and uh, these will also come in handy. We will not stop uh, searching for players and areas where we believe we will need uh, support so that uh, as we go to the World Cup, we obviously present the best and strongest team that we can put together because our ultimate target is to go and compete and from there see how far we can go in the tournament. That's Andrew Kamanga, the president of the Football Association of Zambia. And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Lusaka. Zambia. Sporty greetings. This is Memory Malisawa, Major Officer of Copper Queens of Zambia. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. 
My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. If you go to my Facebook page on this Monday, you'll see a photo of Hamino Dramani, who we heard from earlier in the show in that report by Yao Afusu Larbi. Dramani is shown celebrating his goal against the USA at the 2006 World Cup in Germany. Check out your favorite programs, including the sunny side of sports, at voaafrica.com. And for world news, go to voanews.com. Side of sports on the Voice of America. Prince Nesta reports the Gunners of Arsenal are back on top of the English Premier League table after weekend action. Prince has that story and other highlights in the major European club football leagues. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Sonny. English striker of Nigerian descent Bukayo Saka scored twice as Arsenal beat Liverpool 3-2 at the Emirates to return to the top of the Premier League table. Gabriel Martinelli also netted for the Ghanis, while Darwin Nunes and Roberto Firmino are all on target for the Reds. The win marked Arsenal's second victory over Liverpool in the last 15 Premier League meetings. Jurgen Klopp's men have failed to win any of their first four away league matches of the season for the first time since 2010. Arsenal manager Mikhail Ateta praised his side's performance. It's great, uh, especially the way we, we won the game, the way we played, the atmosphere that we generated as well, and uh, I think we deserve to win the game. Well, it was a lot of moments, uh, obviously, the threat that they have in any moment, they can open you up and, and they can explore the spaces. I think they were very efficient in the chances that they have to convert them. But I think we showed a lot of composure and character in difficult moments to overcome them and especially the way we played in the second half. Arsenal goal scorer Bukayo Saka also shared his thoughts on the match. You know, the last two, three years, Liverpool have been a team we've, we've struggled against. And, you know, to, to win today in front of our fans is special and it shows, you know, how much we're progressing. And, yeah, we just want to continue to put in performances like this because, you know, we can achieve good things. It gives us more confidence because, you know, they're a fantastic team and we have a lot of respect for them. So, yeah. Here's Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp's reaction to his team's performance. Arsenal had the better start and a better finish of the first half. Um, and then after they were... 3-2 up, um, they controlled it a little bit, but before that we were actually um, 
especially first half, we played a lot of good stuff. We caused them a lot of problems. We scored two nice goals. Um, uh, but in the second half, we didn't play enough football anymore. That's that's what that's what we where we are really critical with ourselves, um, and that's why we left it in a two-two situation. I think a uh, two-two uh, two-two for too long because we could have caused more problems for for Arsenal. That's Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp discussing his team's defeat at the hands of Arsenal in the Premier League. Norwegian hitman Erling Haaland struck his 20th goal of the season as Manchester City earned a 4-0 win against Southampton at the Etihad Stadium. Algerian talisman Riyad Mahrez, Joao Cancelo and Phil Fodin also hit the target for the English champions. City manager Pep Guardiola shared remarks on his team's victory. Yeah, good performance and a team like we struggled a lot the last previous seasons to break the, uh, his high pressing. Bernardo and Rodri were brilliant and the pack three as well. And after, uh, yeah, we created a lot of chances. We conceded uh, almost none. And uh, I think, and yeah, a good, uh, you know, every three days game game and we perform well again. That City boss Pep Guardiola after his side and a hand-foot win against Liverpool in the Premier League. The citizens who have now struck 31 goals in seven games at the Etihad this season travel to Liverpool next weekend for one of the biggest Premier League clashes of the season. Five-time Ballon d'Or winner Cristiano Ronaldo scored his first goal of the 2022-2023 English Premier League season when he slotted past Everton goalkeeper Jordan Pickford to give United a 2-1 win at Goodison Park. It was the Portuguese's 700th club goal of his career and his 144th goal as a member of the Red Devils. He had 450 goals with Real Madrid, 101 with Juventus and 5 at Sporting CP. He is United's boss Eric Ten Hag's reaction to his team's performance. We are quickly 1-0 down, but I, the reaction of the team is good and also was one of our aims uh, to deal better, better with setbacks and now they stay composed, uh, came in the game. Uh, play out of a good formation. I think first 35 minutes were uh, quite impressive was, uh, from our side. That's Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag's reaction to his team's win against Everton in the Premier League. Chelsea cruised to their third straight victory in the Premier League after seeing off Wolves 3 0 at Stamford Bridge thanks to goals from Kai Havertz, American star Christian Pulisic, and substitute Amando Broher. Blues manager Graham Potter is proud of his team's victory. It wasn't easy, that's for sure. Uh, they never are in the Premier League, these games, especially when we played on Wednesday uh, in, a, in a big game. So to recover and to prepare, it's not straightforward, but we've got a really good group that are committed, that are together, that are fighting for each other. So that's positive. I thought we played well first half. Um, disappointed maybe not to score a bit earlier than we did. But I think the goal was important when it came. Um, and then credit to Wolves, I thought they started the second half well and we had to adjust a little bit, scored at a good time and then maybe that's the the, the bit of breathing space you need in the game. <clears throat> and then for Armando to finish it off, it's, it's, it's great for us, but it's... It's not a straightforward game. We had to fight for it, and credit to the boys, I did that. Then Chelsea manager Graham Potter reacting to his team's emphatic victory against Wolves in the Premier League. England captain Harry Kane 
scored his eighth goal of the season as Tottenham secured a one-nil win at Brighton to strengthen their place in the top three of the Premier League. The win keeps Spurs third with 20 points from nine games, while Brighton are seventh on 14 points. Tottenham boss Antonio Conte gave remarks on his team's performance. It was a good performance, especially in a, in a difficult game, and uh, it's not easy to. Brighton is a really, a really good team. Um, that position on the table uh, show that uh, they are really, really good team with the good players, and it's not easy to to come here uh, and to play a good game. I think uh, uh, we played with the personality. We uh, we made a lot of pressure, and um, also we tried to to play with that intensity. I think at the end uh, the, um, the victory, the, the win is, uh, is deserved, but um, I think that Brighton, a great compliment to Brighton because it's a really good team. Then Tottenham manager Antonio Conte reacting to his team's victory against Brighton in the Premier League. Moving on to the French League, French champions Paris Saint-Germain were forced to settle for a nil-nil draw at Rennes. The Parisians were down to 10 men when Sergio Ramos was sent off in the 41st minute after picking up two yellow cards in a span of 30 seconds. It was Ramos's 28th career red card. French playmaker Dimitri Payet also notched his 100th French league goal but couldn't stop Marseille losing its unbeaten record in the league to Ajaccio by two goals to one. Congo forward Bevic Musiti Oko equalized in the 25th minute with the Jazzy's winner coming from an own goal by Leonardo Ballardi. Swiss footballer of Cameroonian descent Brim Mbolo and Dutch footballer of Ghanaian descent Myron Boadu both registered their names in the scholarship to help Monaco secure a 2 0 away win at Montpellier to claim a fifth consecutive French League victory. Rafael Retal also came off the bench to score his first French league goal as Toulouse rescued a draw at Olympique Lyon's Groupama Stadium. And finally, in the Spanish La Liga, Edea Militao's Ali header gave Real Madrid a 1-0 win at Getafe to move them back to second in La Liga standings. The Los Blancos' rivals Barcelona currently lead the standings with 22 points after earning a 1-0 win against Celta Vigo. Reporting for the sunny side of sports and Prince Nestor. Thanks, Prince. Just ahead, Samson Omale will have weekend results in the Confederation of African Football's Champions League Club competition. The second round of preliminary marches in the CAF Champions League got on the way on Friday with Al Marik of Sudan scoring a 2-0 victory over Al Haheli Tripoli of Libya at the El Obiet Stadium. On Saturday, Tanzania's young Africans played a 1-0 draw with Al-Hilal Omdurman. ASK Okara lost at home 1-2 to JS Kabili. In other results, ASN Niger Lake of Niger also lost 2-0 at home to Moroccan side Club Athletic. Choir Angolan Club Petro 
Atletico got an important victory on the road with a 3-0 victory over Cape Town City of South Africa. Now to Gabon, where the president of the National Football League, Bryce Mbika Njambo, has announced that the Gabonese National Division 1 Football Championship will return to action later this month for the 2022-2023 season. Gabon's top-tier championship has been on break since July 31st when ASO Stad Manji defeated Union Sportive or Bitam to emerge champions. The 2022-2023 campaign is expected to end in June with a break in November, the date for the kickoff of the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Staying with football news, French superstar striker Kylian Mbappe will earn a record $128 million in annual earnings to top the list of the world's highest paid football players, according to a report by Forbes magazine. Mbappe signed a three-year contract extension in May to remain with dominant League One side Paris Saint-Germain. Forbes reported the deal will bring Mbappe about $110 million for his salary and season share of a signing bonus plan and estimated $18 million in annual endorsement income in basketball news, Democratic Republic of Congo clubs, CNSS and BC Makomeno will make the short journey to Cameroon for the FIBA Zone 4 Women's Club Championship scheduled for the 11th to the 16th of October in Cameroon. The Congolese clubs will do battle against Cameroonian teams over those upstation who are the champions of their national competition and University de Douala who finished in second place. A stake is an opportunity to compete in the FIBA Africa Championships Cup women which will take place in Mozambique in December. In rugby news, the ninth Women's Rugby World Cup kicked off in front of a world record audience at the Auckland's Eden Park in New Zealand on Saturday. In the opening match of the tournament, South African women buck failed to secure a victory. France ranked number four in the world, beat South Africa ranked number 11, 40 to 5. Finally, in tennis news, tennis world number two, Ange Jabour, failed in her beat to land the first ever WTA tournament to be held in her homeland of Tunisia when she lost 6-3, 4-6, 6-4 to American Claire Liu. I am Samson Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. Thanks, Samson. Some sad African football news to report. Zambia's 24-year-old midfielder Enoch Mwepu has been forced to retire following the diagnosis of a hereditary heart condition. Mwepu was based in England with the Premier League club Brighton, which he joined in 2021 from the Austrian side Red Bull Salzburg. Mwepu became ill while on a flight to join up with Zambia's national team during the international break. After returning to Brighton, Mwepu learned of his heart condition during subsequent medical checks. Brighton club officials inform Mwepu that continuing to play competitive football would put him at an extremely high risk of suffering a potentially fatal cardiac event. Brighton's club chairman, Tony Bloom, says, and I quote, We are all absolutely devastated for Enoch. He and his family have had a traumatic few weeks. And while we are just thankful he has come through that period, he has seen such a promising career cut short at such a young age. For his part, Enoch Mwepu wrote on Twitter, and I quote, By the grace of God, I live my dream by reaching the Premier League. 
Some dreams, however, come to an end. So it is with sadness that I announce the need to hang up my boots because of the medical advice I've received. Mwepu adds, This is, however, not the end of my involvement with football. I plan to stay involved in some capacity. In African athletics, Kenyan runners Benson Kipruto and Ruth Chepengedich won the men's and women's titles in Sunday's Chicago Marathon here in the USA. Ladies first, Chepengedich, the 2019 women's world champion at the marathon distance, successfully defended her Chicago title with a time of 2 hours, 14 minutes, and 18 seconds. That's only 14 seconds off the world record set by her Kenyan countrywoman, Bridget Koske, in the 2019 Chicago Marathon. Meanwhile, Emily Sisson finished second behind Chepin Gedich and set a new American record with a time of 2 hours, 18 minutes, and 29 seconds. In the men's race in Chicago, Benson Capruto set a personal best with a time of 2 hours, 4 minutes, and 24 seconds. The defending Chicago champion, Saifu Tura of Ethiopia, finished second, and Kenya's John Career was third overall. And that wraps up the October 10th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports. I get it.